Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. Hi. For a bit of background, I'm a female, and I'm 18 years old now. My grandparents own a camper at a campground, and they have for many years now. I would go out with them to the campsite almost every weekend, and I still do to this day. This happened to me when I was about 7 or 8. My grandmother and I were over at a friend's camper, just hanging out one day. They were chatting away, and I was becoming extremely bored by the minute. Well, eventually my grandmother's friend suggested that I go over to the camper that was behind hers because there were two boys right around my age that I could play with. I reluctantly agreed, only because I was very shy, but I did ultimately decide that I probably should try and make a couple of friends. I went to the kids' camper and I was greeted by two boys and their mother who soon walked back into their camper to do whatever. The older boy looked fine, but as soon as I saw the younger boy, I knew something was seriously wrong as he had a dent in his skull like he'd been hit in the head with a shovel or something. This startled me a bit, but I don't judge. Now, the first time that I started to feel uncomfortable was when this kid actually got up in my personal space and then said in a rude tone, What are you doing here? As I quietly just stood there leaning on a table and sipping a soda that they had offered me, this put me on edge, and I kind of already wanted to leave. Then out of nowhere, this kid literally pulls a knife from his pocket, looks down at it, and then brings his eyes open to me with a malicious smile on his face. He then says in this evil-like tone, <laughs> Look at this knife. Now mind you, this kid looked to be about six years old. I instantly started to back up and get away from this psycho kid. He then full-on starts to chase after me with this knife. He began to chase me around in circles, and I had to run in the opposite direction at times so he wouldn't get close to me and stab me. His older brother and mother began to be aware of what was happening. The mother attempted to catch him, but even she wasn't fast enough. Eventually, the older brother tackles the kid to the ground, as he's then screaming like a wild animal at the top of his lungs. The older brother then came out from the camper, and he told me it's okay now, and that I could stay. Obviously, I wasn't going to stay, and I quickly ran out of there, now crying. When I got back to my grandmother and friend, I told them everything. They didn't really seem to take me seriously, though, possibly because of how young I was at the time, which is unfortunate, but I definitely knew what I just went through, and it wasn't a lie. But it's safe to say that I never went back there again. A little while after, though, I found out that those kids and their mother had actually been kicked out of the whole campsite by the owner because of that kid's behavior. This may have not been that scary for an older person, but being such a young kid, it was definitely traumatic for me, and I'll never forget it. I hope I never come across that kid again. I was around 14 at the time, and it had only been about two years since then. 
so it's still fresh in my mind. Me, my parents, my two younger brothers and dog normally go to an RV camping resort near the beach. We do still go there, but we always take extra precautions nowadays. It was during the summer and we had just arrived at the RV resort. We parked the RV and started getting ourselves situated and dressed for the pools. The resort had many spaces for all the campers, kind of like a small neighborhood. It was nice, kept clean, and had many pools. One which I still enjoy was the Lazy River. My family and I agreed to go there and we locked up the car and RV before walking to the Lazy River. We walked by many campers and they were all relatively friendly, giving us a wave and a howdy or something like that. I don't specifically remember any of the faces, but I'll get to that soon. A little background. We arrived at the resort at around 6 p.m. There was awful traffic, so we got there a little later than expected. Once we had gotten ready, it had took about an hour and a half after getting there, so we only had a little bit of time to swim before chilling out at the RV once more. Once we got back, we saw a few people sitting outside their RVs and setting up a small fire pit, so that's what my family did too. We ate outside after dark, and we had fun doing so. That night, a newer RV pulled in right next to us, but no one really cared. All we knew from looking at the RV was that it was a bit tattered, but everyone's different. The next day, me and my brothers were about to go swimming, and I had hopped out of the RV with my swimsuit on. Keep in mind, I'm a 5'2 female, so perverts and weirdos weren't extremely new to me. Now, our new RV neighbor was sitting outside, eating breakfast or something. He was bald, had shadows over his eyes because of his sunken eye sockets, and was overall really strange looking. He was all alone, and I remember making eye contact with him and giving him a faint smile. He returned it, but with a toothy grin and with a nod. I was a bit disturbed, but I wasn't scared or anything. So I brushed it off and I walked with my brothers to the pools. My siblings and I had run around the area for a while, periodically coming back to the RV for snacks. I didn't see the man, nor did I want him to pay attention to me. It was now getting dark, and since I was the responsible older sister, my parents told me to stay in the RV with my brothers while they went to the bar within the resort. I locked the camper door and turned on a movie, then shutting the windows and covering them with the curtains. Maybe about 30 minutes into the movie, there was a knock at the door. Only two knocks, which I found a little eerie, so I checked my phone, thinking my parents would have called me to let me know they're back, but I didn't hear their voices, nor did I ever get a call. I paused the movie, and I told my brothers to stay still and to be quiet, and I then checked the window near the door. I pushed the little curtain away from my vision, and I was instantly met with a gleaming bald head and dark eyes staring right back at me. I then screamed out loud, even though I shouldn't have. I then yelled at my brother, who was 12, to go get my phone and to call my mom, who had her phone on her. I was really confused on whether I should have called the police or my mom, but I had to choose one. I then told my brothers to hide in the small cramped up bathroom in the back of the RV. I knew it wouldn't have done much, but at least they were a tad bit safer now. I grabbed a broom that was hanging near the sink, and I pushed it horizontally against the door, hoping that if even the man got in, it would stop him a little bit. I then heard a bang from the door, and I screamed, telling him that he's going to get caught, 
and he might as well run. I really tried my best not to have my voice shake, but I failed, and I just know that I sounded utterly terrified. By the time my parents got back, he was finally gone and back in his own camper. We ended up calling the security from the RV park, and I told them everything that happened. They confronted the man, who was now hiding in his RV, and, well, long story short, they ended up calling the police, and they took him away until they could get more information. I still don't know what happened to him, or if he was ever even charged, but I just really hope I don't see him again. Now, this happened during the summer, right after I had finished fifth grade. I had went to a day camp that was pretty far away from where I lived. There were around 50 buses that would drop off and pick up people from all different locations in our state, and I was on a bus that had dropped and picked me up at the main building that I had to ride a train to get to. There was another bus that stopped near me, but I chose not to take that one for whatever reason, and boy had I made a good decision without even knowing it but we'll get into that a little later. I had a decent amount of friends, and we would always meet up at our designated areas every morning before doing activities with the counselor together. But twice per day, we would go swimming, and our entire camp went, and that is when some of the messed up stuff then happened. Anyway, that's all for the context. There were a bunch of wacky people that went there, but there was this one dude who just took things way too far. For the sake of privacy, I'll refer to him as Steve, which isn't his real name. Now, things that summer started out okay, but I started seeing Steve during all the times when the groups would meet up together during the day. Before he even approached my friends and I, we're all girls by the way, he would always garner all sorts of attention for all the strange stuff he would do. He had this really high-pitched and annoying voice, and we would often hear him singing really cringeworthy songs none of which I care to list, because it drove me insane. He would be on the loose, running around the entire place while screeching at the top of his lungs, and I never knew why he did this. My friends and I found it crazy, but would you know it, the more distance we tried to keep, the more he would appear around us. Within a few days of the start of camp, he was already trying to talk and start up conversations that none of us felt like having. On the first day that happened, he also began to follow us down in the pool later on. We wiggled under the ropes to get our own section. At first, we kind of found it funny, because he could barely swim, so he was trying to run through the water towards us with a corny smile on his face. It soon became irritating, so we just swam away to a different section. He was just nuts, but it became a lot more than we thought. He would start coming up to us whenever we crossed paths, and every time, he would always bug us and just hang around us. And he would always try to throw himself at my friend, who we'll call Alexis. She was visibly uncomfortable, and he would always start telling her that she belonged to him forever, and that one day, he will get her to love him. I would always tell him to get the hell away from her, and that he's really being invasive as hell, even though he wouldn't stop hanging around her and making creepy advances. Other people started noticing, and they all began to keep their distance from him too. We told our counselors, but they all just brushed it off as him being nice, which I totally didn't buy at the time. There was much more than just friendliness on Steve's part. It wasn't too long before a rumor then spread that Steve had planned to get each and every one of us in our friend group to somehow fall in love with him. 
Another friend of mine who isn't in our group of girls named Mark had told me this. He said he was telling me because he had overheard Steve saying that if it didn't go well with Alexis, I would be next. This really creeped me the hell out, but it also made me question why Steve thought it was okay to be this attached to us when we clearly showed we weren't interested. It finally seemed he had gotten the hint when things finally took a turn for the better, when he finally stopped harassing Alexis and just continued being his crazy self. I felt peace of mind, but he was following us around still. In a matter of a day, my relief was short-lived when he started bugging me. He started to make the same comments about wanting me to fall in love with this creepy ass. I didn't take any of it, and I decided to flat out ignore him in hopes that he would just go away. But no. When I was eating lunch with Mark one day, he had showed up and he started going off on me about how hot he thought I looked. I told him firmly to leave, and Mark got involved, also telling him to leave me alone. He complied, and I then saw from a distance of him now talking about how I didn't show interest in him with another friend of mine, Lola. She had told Steve that her name was Julia as a way of making it obvious that she didn't want him around us and to end the conversation sooner. Lola was also telling him to get away from her when, surprise, surprise, another kid named Jean started calling out for her with her real name. When she responded to Jean, Steve totally flipped out, calling her a liar and threatening her. This may sound like a soap opera, but I kid you not, he really went off on her like that. I was afraid he would do it to me too, but I just convinced myself that I would really roast his ass if he did that. And he did eventually cross the line, but not in a way that I expected. About a week later, I noticed that he would catch up to my friends and I when we were in the pool swimming away from him. At first he would try to run, only to lose us, but now I knew I was fucked when he figured out how to dog paddle, knowing he might catch up. The pool wasn't big at all, so no matter how fast I went, he was right on my tail. As he was saying creepy things to me, I began to panic, knowing he was going to do something because I had a bad gut feeling, and as I was telling myself what to do, it happened. He actually tried yanking my swimsuit right off my body, and I freaked out, shoving him off of me. I felt more violated than I ever had in my life, and I told him to stop or I'd really screw him over. This caught a few glances, and my friends were huddling around me, making me feel a bit safer. Next thing I know, I'm back in my clothes, and I'm running out of there before anyone can catch up to me. I went all the way to the bus area and found one of my bus counselors. I told her what had happened in a tizzy, and she then told me something that I wasn't surprised to hear, yet it still sent chills down my spine. She said he had been doing this to the girls all over the camp ever since they could remember, and I didn't want to give him a chance of trying to harass anyone else. As soon as I got home that day, I told both of my parents everything that happened because I wanted it to end more than anything. Long story short, we spoke to the cam director the very next day, and they made sure that they would make him stay far away from me. But when no counselors were there, Steve approached me, saying he really enjoyed making me fall for him, whatever the hell that meant. I simply looked at him, and I told him to stay the hell away from me and my friends, who were also involved in this. He then flipped out at me, asking me why I was so mean to him, and that he was going to be forever alone without me. It made me want to throw up and scream at the same time, but I kept my head on straight, and I told him to never ever come near me again, or he'd regret it. And with that, he walked off in tears. 
The final week or so went by pretty smoothly, and I'm glad it did. Just when I thought it would never end, I realized that I dodged a really big bullet. Another friend of mine told me he would say the same things to her on the bus, and would always annoy her every time. It got to the point where she had to sit with a counselor, because she got so scared of Steve. When she then told me that his bus was the one that I had considered taking, I couldn't have been happier that I'd chose a different bus line. But what really gave me chills was that my friend told me then he got off very near where I claimed to live. As soon as I could, I left that camp and I never went back. I was terrified I'd run into him if I went outside my apartment. But thankfully that never happened and that was the last I saw of him. All I have to say is please, if something makes you uncomfortable, tell someone as soon as you can and always listen to your intuition if you suspect something might be wrong. It just might have saved me from who knows what. The story takes place about five years ago. At the time, I was 14, and I had been a Boy Scout since I was about 11 years old. Anyways, it was on the summer holidays, and we were usually about two weeks into the wild doing Boy Scout stuff. We got to know other Scout groups from other parts of the country. It's generally a super good time to meet new people. This time we met three other groups, and we spent about three weeks together. For the record, I was with two other guys from my group, and we shared the tent together. Well, the days go on, and one of my friends has a crush on a girl. One day he invites her to our tent one evening to have some fun playing cards and tell jokes, and she agreed. On that evening, she had sneaked up to our tent, and she came with one of her friends. Now, let me introduce you to Mia. We had a really good time during the night, and then after a couple of hours later, they both left. During the time at the camp, a good friend of mine named Lisa had a crush on Mia, who was also into her. So, it was a happy moment for everyone. The days go on and Mia gets a little weird and talks alone to people who aren't in the camp. As the time goes on, rumors start to circulate that Mia had tried to commit suicide in the forest and that a kid saw her trying to strangle herself with a belt. Well, after that happened, they alerted the adults and she was going to get picked up by her parents a couple days later. She was gone for a couple of days, and everything just went back to normal. Little did we know, though, that Mia was back in the camp, as some of the other kids saw her in the forest, saying things like, I want to see Lisa, while holding a knife. Everybody was just scared as fuck. The adults set up a really big tent, and put all of us inside of it, while they waited for Mia to show back up. Well, she eventually showed up, and she saw our tent. She ran straight towards us with the knife in her hand. It happened so quickly, but I can still remember it so vividly. One of the adults managed to tackle her down and made sure that she couldn't get up by holding her really tight. Another adult made sure to pick up her knife and then called for the police and the parents. The police took away Mia and her parents followed, and that was the last time I ever saw her. Since then, I've only heard about her once. I heard that she was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and she's apparently in a clinic with people there trying to help her. Lisa is still really traumatized from these events. So, Mia, I know that you can't help what's wrong with you, but still, I have no intention of ever seeing you again. <laughs> 